1-800-747-3733. That's 1-800-747-3733. interview or talk to interview sounds way too formal for a cat I've known maybe 20 plus years shared the stage with many times especially on uh, a couple of New Year's Eves you know it was a time where if you're a comic and you weren't on stage on New Year's Eve and nobody liked you uh, but I'm a, we're about to chat with uh, Tim Wilkins who was part of the last show that Bob Saget was a part of, he was opening for Bob Saget, even though he's a, he's a headliner in his own right, but you get to call to open up for somebody like that, uh, that stature, you, you say yes. Uh, that's about to go down in the next minute, but I have to let you know that uh, I, and I took care of this interview. We're, we're friends. At 7 o'clock, I am interviewing uh, Judy Collins. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to disrespect Judy Collins is a legend. Maybe not in this wheelhouse of listenership, but uh, I signed a deal with the devil. And that devil's name is Billy the Phone Free. <laughs> and if I want to get the Larry the Cable guys, every now and again, I got to drop the Judy Collins on you. Uh, and she's going to be in town. She's going to be performing at the Capitol <laughs> in Clearwater. And we actually have listeners that will probably be very, very uh, happy. I mean, she she she, she sang Send in the Clowns. Red, red Roof in. She, she sang Send in the Clowns, Mike. They got to be clowns. Uh, speaking <laughs> of some uh, clowns, this is a man that can make you laugh, but by no means is he a clown. He's actually a former Marine. Mr. Wilkins, Tim, how are you, my friend? Hello, my friend. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm powering through this. It's been a sad day for our comedy family. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. And I'm not going to even pretend to understand what you're going through as you, you knew Bob Saget. You worked with him that last night. And it, it, you're, just, it's, you're just experiencing something that uh, most of us cannot understand. And, and uh, you, obviously, you, my, you know, my heart goes out to you. Thank you, my friend. Um, I, I came out of the out of the bedroom when the text messages started to come in, and I, the first thing I did was Google Bob Saget celebrity death hoax because I didn't believe it. Really? And then yeah, two more text you? messages came in that made it real, and I, I lost it. And my wife thought we lost a relative that I liked because you were that <laughs> you were that broken up. I was that broken up, and, and it had just been a few hours since I'd seen him. Well, I just couldn't believe it. Okay, and, and I don't want this because what I want you to talk about is the, the fun you had on stage with him, uh, how long you'd been on, how many times you had opened up for him, uh, conversations you may have had, the good stuff. But real quick, and I'm when I say briefly, um, there was no indication of anything <clears throat> when you parted. Do you remember what the last? You remember what the last thing you said to Bob Saget was? The last actual words we exchanged was 
and he is the most supportive cat. And you will see that all over everybody's, you know, when we lose somebody in the comedy community, we post all the road stories and all the stuff and places we've been. And everybody to a man said, he is the guy that will lean over and say, you're really funny. That was a great show. I really respect what you did up there. And he started that with me busting into my green room and saying, man, I've watched so many clips. I'm so excited to work with you. Wow. And I thought, Man, uh, you've been an idol of mine since 1984's Rodney Dangerfield Young Comedian Special. Did the first you one. Don't have any idea how much. The first one. And he had no idea what that meant to me. And uh, th- then the last words, uh, I walked off and he said, oh, another great show. And I leaned in and said, you think they like me? They're going to love you. And he he did what he did, which was come out to NWA, glumping out there like the <laughs> six foot four inch, sixty five year old white guy, right? And uh, just tore the roof off the place for two straight hours. And I waited to say goodbye, but at the hour and forty five minute mark, I peeked my head around the stage, and he looked over at me, and I said, "He's not coming down." Right, right, right. So so I I had to get back to uh, from Jacksonville to Orlando, so I went home. So, and then I realized I hadn't said goodbye, so I sent a text and said, tell Bob I said thanks and, and goodbye. Okay, okay. So this is something I did not understand then. So you are on the road when you find out. No, it's the next night. His his family called the, the Ritz in Orlando, which, you know, if you want to go out as a comedian, you want it to be after a two-hour show, peacefully in your sleep in the Ritz-Carlton. <laughs> I mean, if there's a trifecta of perfect, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You're You're 100% and, right. And he wasn't calling back, and his family's wife couldn't get through to him. So she called hotel security and said, could you do a welfare check? And that's when they found him. And then shortly after the disclosure, my text, calls, social media went ballistic. Right, right. And, and that was just traumatic. Yeah, I, and, and, I, and I know you're, you're, you're being funny, but there's a little bit of truth to what you say is that you want to go in the Ritz-Carlton or whatever. But, man, listen, you've been – I mean, you've done many, many, many things outside of being a stand-up comedian. I, I, I mean, from your, your uh, service to the country, uh, from your many awards and medals and, and belts, uh, you know, being a Mr. Olympian. I don't know what you muscle men call it. <laughs> But 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 uh, but Spike, the, the the kid is built, right? Oh, <laughs> the, oh, the, the kid is stacked, yeah. you know. <laughs> you know, and I mean, many, and you, I mean, some some television things and everything. Uh, but you are you are at your heart. You'd still consider yourself at your heart a road comedian, or no? Oh yeah, and, and I, I'm still the guy that shows up with the notebook, wanting to do a new best show and take a new joke to stage every time. Because I still, this, my original dream at seven years old was to be a stand-up. Right, right. And 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 a lot of people don't understand, and, and I'm going back to what you said about dying, you know, at, at the Ritz-Carlton. And, and I took a very different uh, career uh, trajectory in so much as... I didn't. I, I didn't like the road. I didn't want to be on the road. I got very fortunate to be the house MC at the Comedy Corner, which later became the Comedy Works. Then over at Side Splitters, thank you, Bobby Jewell, and happy birthday. I got to, you know, I got to be on stage. If I, every now and again I wanted to headline, I got to headline. But I, I didn't have to travel on the road outside of the ten years that I did with Carnival Cruise Ships. Um, it it's lone it's lonely out there, and and there's a tinge of I said this um, to my I, I I forget who I said it to I want to say it was uh, my wife, but I said 
it, it's you have to re I really feel sad thinking about the fact that there you are, not with your family, but in a hotel room, not even in your home. You're on the road, not even in the place that you live, and you and you pass. Now I understand what you're saying. You're in a Ritz Carlton, you're passing in your sleep, but that's one of the isn't that one of the the threats of uh being that road comic? It is, but I guess I'm being funny that, you know, compared to how most road comics live, it <laughs> yeah, wasn't right. it, it wasn't the Knights Inn in Punta Gorda. That's <laughs> right. uh, pet friendly and smells like half ass waffles from the morning buffet. Right, right. So, you know, if you're going to go out, go out classy, but you're right. You'd rather be surrounded by your family and friends holding hands, you know, and just close your eyes. But I guess if you're going to be a road dog, and that's the thing about Bob, and I, I asked him before the show on Saturday night, do you still enjoy this? And he was so funny. He said, well, I don't need the money. I love this. <laughs> right, right. And and he said, I've got a purpose. I feel like, you know, we're so divided. We had a really awesome talk. He said, I feel like we're so divided, and I want to bring people together. I want to come out and try to unify people with comedy. As dark as they say my comedy is, I, I, his, his tour was called I Don't Do Negative. Right, right, right. And you saw uh, you. I mean, you, as you said, you saw a good portion of that. What, what's what's the key? What's the key to his appeal, in your estimation? Because there's a lot of cats uh, that came up with Saget that nobody wants to see on stage at this point <laughs> in the game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Well, when you were watching him. Were you able to take away anything? I mean, you know, we're, you're always, you're, you're never where you, you're never a comic to where you can say there's nothing more I can learn. There's no audience that I'm going to have a struggle with. Uh, you're, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ever-evolving art form, which is one of the beautiful things about it. What could you take away from watching him? What, what was the secret? What do you see? Uh, I loved two things. From the first time I saw him in 84, there was a, a quick, rapid-fire delivery that I always admired, but there was a fearlessness. He just laid it out there, and he still landed out there 40 years later, and he, <laughs> he would even tell stories so fast, so furious, but with details that everybody else in this culture would be afraid to tell right, with right. little lines and digs that everybody else would be able to. And, and you know me, I've been a corporate guy. I got off the road in 98. And started emceeing bodybuilding shows and doing private events and touring with bands where you got to be squeaky clean. Right. And it was like I was gelded. I was I was clipped. And and to see a guy that with that much art makes me a little better and makes me a little freer and makes me want to. It makes me want to be a better man, Mo. <laughs> uh, That's funny. I get see it. a guy like that with such stage balls. You, you just yeah. you just want to be better on stage absolutely and 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 as you say if he's doing taking these little digs here and there in a in a landscape that has changed and when we talk about the changing of the landscape in comedy we're not talking about for the better uh we're definitely talking about the worst as far as being clipped and as far as being judged and as far as being uh admonished by people that were never or can never be funny in their life um for him to you know you know say hey I'm going to still give you a little bit of it or some of this. Yeah, you have to admire that. You 100% have to. I just um, – and I admire that he's still going at it with such a passion. And he was crafting a two, uh, an hour special, 
And to do an hour 45 in two hours, you know what that takes. Absolutely. But I will say, you know, he's a great comic. He was one of the icons of, of that, that 80s boom. Mm-hmm. But you still got the luxury of a big audience that's there to see Danny Tanner from Full House. Oh, They're there to see the guy from Funniest Home Videos. He's been in a ton of movies. So, you know, you get that first 15 to 20 minutes of artistic leeway um, as a celebrity act where they go, oh, we'll see if he's funny, but we're sure happy to look at him. But he comes out and rocks it, and then they just love him for the next hour and a half. Yeah, there, there you have it. Let me ask you before before I let you go, and I and I so 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 appreciate you coming on and, and sharing these moments uh, and 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 these very recent memories. As a matter of fact, uh, when I texted you and asked you, you said, "Yeah, it'll be it'll be a treat as compared to what I've just been through the uh, the last day." Are you getting heat from people? <laughs> well, I didn't understand that text. <laughs> I wasn't getting heat, but I got blown up by Entertainment Tonight, Extra, Access Hollywood, Inside Edition, Good Morning America. I saw you on Good Morning and, America. I did, and that, I thought that was a great clip. Great, great clip. Thank you, brother. That, but it, 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 you know what? We're decent human beings, and I certainly didn't want to be riding the coattails. I didn't want to be a media hoe. I didn't want to be disrespectful. I wanted to say the right thing, honor the family, honor his life and career. But halfway through the day, I started to feel guilty and said, this is not my place. Um, Right place, wrong time. I'm not the guy that should be out there saying, I've been friends with Bob and he meant this to me. I'm the guy that should just say, uh, I'm going to miss him and he had a big influence. But, you know, these were our last few moments and they were wonderful. Listen, I can understand that, but I don't think you should. I I do think that you have a certain value in having shared being the last person to share the stage with him. Uh, there, there's a certain value in your words. Uh, and if you are, and I think you are correct and you want to get, you want to, you want to keep them brief. Uh, you don't want to over, you know, over emote, uh, you know, over explain you, you, you want to say, yeah, I was on stage with him. We had a fantastic time. The cat was extremely generous to me. And, oh, you know, what else can be said to get to get that shout out in that final text, uh, final tweet shows the generosity, shows the fact that he's more than happy to share the spotlight and uh, just such a warm and wonderful guy. And uh, a couple of people asked, do you feel like he passed the baton to you? And, and I said, you know, honestly and jokingly, if he was America's dad, then that makes me America's stepdad. And nobody likes that guy. Can you confirm or deny that you have already put that final tweet in an NFT up for sale? <laughs> <laughs> I have not, nor will I. All right, good, good job, uh, Tim. Where are you? Where are you at? Where are you going to be? Are you? You're still here in Florida, right? You're still, you're still a Florida cat, I'm, right? I'm in Orlando. Okay. Uh, it, it's a little more centrally located for me. Uh, right. I'm waiting for Lionel Richie to go back out, and then I'll do some more dates with him. And uh, I'm just laying low for a little bit. I'm, I choose these these dates. I'm in a really good place right now with other stuff. And it's like the, Lou said, when when they call with the cool act like a Bob Saget, right. I'm in a position to go, yes, please. Right. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Who did you just go? And I tweeted you. I, I didn't tweet you. I, I, I texted. Maybe I did tweet you. You were on. Who is the who's the artist that you're on the road with all of the time? They're an R&B group. Who, who am I thinking of? It's not Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I was out with Earth, Wind, and Fire for almost five years. Okay, so um, it was Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Philip and Verdine and those guys have been really good to me. Right. I do a ton of dates with Kathleen Madigan, uh, Dennis Miller when he's on the road. 
and uh, they're kind of my go-tos. I have to be honest with you. I don't think, and I, I got the uh, opportunity to work with her uh, about three, four years, you know, when she would come through the comedy corner slash comedy works. Kathleen Madigan does not get the credit she deserves. Uh, she is, no. she, and I'm not even going to say female. She's just one of the funniest comics out there, period. Dude, she's a beast. She does a new hour almost every year for a new special. Crafts it, crushes it, and moves on. And it's just beyond impressive what she does as a comic. Next time you see her and work with her, I went, she did a joke where she was talking about her dad trying to answer <laughs> sports trivia questions. And, and she goes, uh, this this uh, sports star uh, had had a, uh, a candy bar uh, named after him. And she goes, <laughs> and she does her dad's voice. Was it Candy Maldonado? <laughs> <laughs> Next time you see her go, was it Candy Mall? She will crack up. I promise you that. Uh, continue, continued uh, success, Tim. Uh, stay in touch. Uh, when uh, our, my movie, WDED, uh, Dead in the Making, drops on January 21st, that Friday, uh, make sure at some point you get a chance to watch it, my friend, and let me know what you think. I, I'd really appreciate I it. I love what you do, Mo. Love you, brother. All right. Love you back, and thank you for this. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, Tim Wilkins right there. All right. Talk to you later, brother. Right there. There you go. There you go. Good cat. Good cat. Good heart. Uh, Just, uh, yeah, just a a good dude. And I, like I said, I'm 20 plus years uh, with him and uh, some of the most fun I've had. Uh, I mean, we did the we did the we did the hard shows, Spike. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we did the, yeah, we did the chilly driving out and 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 and, and doing uh, a one nighter in, in in a room that's not even a comedy club. It's a conference room, and you know everybody yeah. in there in suits and 